I think there must be something wrong with me. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. I just don't understand Christmas, I guess. I like getting presents and sending Christmas cards and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. So said the voice of Christmas in 1966, the young man, Charlie Brown. One of my favorite things to do during the holidays is to watch the original Charlie Brown Christmas special, a tradition common to so many families over the past 50 years. Some Christmas traditions haven't aged well. The jazz standard, Baby It's Cold Outside, or the movie Love Actually, have come under particular scrutiny, especially in the Me Too era. The song, Do They Know It's Christmas Time At All, which served a purpose during the Ethiopian famine of the 80s, now just promotes an inaccurate and particularly offensive image of an entire continent. But the Charlie Brown Christmas special has stood the test of time. It's because it tackles the greatest Christmas tradition of all, commercialism and materialism. Which is ironic because you can also buy Charlie Brown Christmas trees and Charlie Brown nativity scenes, but we'll tackle that problem another day. If you're not familiar with the story, it follows the struggle of Charlie Brown, a young child of eight years old, who keeps looking for something in Christmas to be happy about. But all the focus on gifts and money makes him feel even more lost. Because it seems to him that there must be something more to Christmas than what he sees, but he just can't figure out what it is. He tries to talk to his friends about it, but they're totally immersed in that Christmas culture. He tries to involve himself in the community, but he finds it meaningless. He tries to do something altruistic, and his friends just laugh at him. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. Then, at the height of his frustration, after every attempt at understanding this Christmas thing fails, he yells. He yells out, isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? That's where his friend Linus comes along to tell him the true meaning of Christmas. And in what even in 1966 was a bold move for primetime TV, what Linus offers Charlie Brown is a word-for-word reading of the gospel around which we gather this morning, the announcement to the shepherds of the birth of Jesus from the Gospel of Luke. Fear not, for behold, I bring unto you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And in that moment, if only for just a moment, things click for Charlie Brown. Because beyond the harsh machine of commercial Christmas, what Charlie Brown is looking for is something that resonates with him. Something that puts the world that he sees around him into some kind of perspective. What he's looking for is something that's true. What is truth? In a few months, it's the question we'll hear Pontius Pilate ask Jesus as he answers to the accusations of the crowd in the Gospel of John. I don't even think Pilate could have known how prescient his question was going to become. It feels like we live in a time when finding what is true, being able to identify truth, 
is so at the same time both so increasingly difficult, yet so increasingly important. After all, while we wish it weren't so, we still live in the era of post-truth. We live in the time of fake news and alternative facts. Truth truly is under attack in our world, and the idea of fact has become subjective. Fact has become a partisan issue. And so truth can shift as other pieces of information come to light. I wish I could come up with an example, but for some reason I can't. Because of all this, because of the way that facts and truth have changed in our world, now what's true is just whatever I want to believe because it fits into how I already see the world or the way I want to see it. So a truth that I don't want to believe is perfectly optional. If I don't like it, I can call it fake or bias or part of an agenda, but I sure don't have to listen to it. And so on a case-by-case basis, I can decide what's true and what's not. And so we're all a little bit like Charlie Brown in so many aspects of our lives, looking to make sense of what we see around us and asking, what is truth? Fortunately, truth, real truth, can never stay hidden. We know this because we live in an age of truth-tellers right now. Truth-telling, truth-tellers bearing witness to the climate change crisis in the world. Survivors of the residential school telling the school system, telling their stories. The voices of the Me Too movement and decade-old silences being broken. The cry of the underprivileged held down by systems that continue to benefit the powerful. Victims of gun violence and families of murdered and missing indigenous women and girls saying, enough is enough. And yes, also the testimony of political whistleblowers saying, this stops here. Truth never stays hidden, not for very long. Truth, like good news, cries out to be revealed, like a voice from the wilderness. So what does it mean for us to be like Linus and declare that this story of this particular birth that we celebrate on this particular day is true? And not only that it's true, but that it matters and that it's good news. Well, maybe we can start by thinking about what this birth means in the first place. The Gospels give us very different perspectives of this birth story, but all of them all boil down to this one central fact, that Jesus Christ was born for us. In our Gospel this morning, the angels tell the shepherds, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. In Matthew's Gospel, we're told that this child will be Emmanuel, God with us. And in the fourth gospel, John proclaims the mystery of the incarnation, saying, The word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory. We have seen his glory full of grace and truth. On this Christmas morning, we get just a hint of the grace of God. 
on the hillside outside the town of Bethlehem, the shepherds were surrounded by the glory of angels and are witness to a divine truth-telling moment. And what is that truth? It's the truth that God longs to be close to us, and in a very particular and a very real way. Let me unpack that a bit. In one of Shakespeare's historical plays, King Henry V wants to know what people are saying about him. So he disguises himself as a common soldier, and on the evening before a battle, he, he hangs out nearby a campfire. There he overhears a conversation between a couple soldiers who are expressing their misgivings about the king's leadership. So still in his disguise, he chats with them. He tries to defend the king, but soon afterward, when this is done, he goes back to the royal tent. He goes back to being separate from the people. Henry V tries to blend in with the crowd. He tries to sneak in and then dashes off. He tries to be of the people, but not with the people. But the way that God comes to us, the way that God comes to live among us wasn't just a quick dip of the toes. God comes to us in the most complete way, so complete that God takes on human flesh and comes to live as one of us in the closest of intimacy, right from the very beginning of life in the child Jesus Christ. This is incarnation. This is God coming down in the flesh to live the full breadth and truth of our humanity and to share with us the truth of God's own self, the truth of God's love for us. So when God chooses to reveal truth, God does it in astounding ways. Why? Because truth cannot be kept contained. Because truth, like good news, cannot stay hidden. And so shepherds will leave their flocks and go leaping through the streets in the middle of the night to proclaim the truth. Light will shine in the darkest places to cast out fear and reveal truth. And God will appear in the tiniest of places, even in a crib, if that's what it takes. Jesus Christ is good news. This birth is good news. So what does it mean? Back to that question. What does it mean for us to declare in a world of fake news, conspiracies, populists, and pundits that this story of Christ's birth is true? It means that we hold as true that in Jesus Christ, in a strange birth on a strange night, God did more than just dip his toes into the world. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. That's the good news, that in Jesus Christ, God meets us in all the stuff of life. The hopes the fears, the joy, and the triumph alike, God is with us there. 
that in this incarnation, God gives us freedom from the cycle of things that are false, that are empty of meaning. And everything in this world that tells us that we're on our own or that we're entirely and forever indebted to human power, all this is taken away and put in its place is a truth that resonates and resounds through all of creation, God's very nature, the light of the world dwelling in each of us. God is with us here. The truth that Linus offers Charlie Brown, that the shepherds offer everyone who would listen as they make their way back to the flocks, the truth that Mary ponders in her heart is that God has blessed the very nature of our existence. God has redeemed us as the joy of God's own creation. God is with us always. Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. And so may each of us through this Christmas day and through this whole season of Christmas see those glimpses of God's glory in our life and hear the good news as the shepherds did on that hillside. May we each see how God continues to be incarnate in us as God meets us in our human nature and we meet God's glory in ourselves. And may we each become truth-tellers ourselves. May we each become witnesses to hope, bearers of God's peace, and voices that cry out to a troubled world that God is with us. A blessed Christmas to you all. In the name of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.